0: NFL free agency begins today. There's many different ways it can go. What does Steve Kime have up his sleeve? Bo and I will give our thoughts on who the Cardinals need to go get, who they need to resign, and we'll do a live-ish mock draft Monday in our final segment. Alex Lentie, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. Giddy up! You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast part of the locked on podcast
1: network your team every day
0: each and every day today's episode is brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before, bet online where the game starts, so it's upon us. Okay, yeah. we're posting this super early in the morning. Free agency technically hasn't started yet, and it's palpable with big names that are going to be moving. Okay, um, where do the Cardinals fit in? There's so many different ways they can go, which just like every offseason, Steve Kime has. Some tricks up his sleeve. He passes on some big names. He signed some lesser names like we saw all of last offseason with James Conner, et cetera, A.J. Green to one-year deals. Are we going to see Steve Kime bring in a stud and sign him for more than one year? Are they going to bring in a bunch of little pieces and focus more on the draft? For skill position players, there's so many different ways they can go. And what we're going to do today is, first segment, we are going to highlight the one player that we think, respectively, the Cardinals need to re-sign to the roster who are currently free agents, unrestricted. Second segment, who do the Cardinals need to go get that's, that the player that's not a Cardinal right now that you want to see in the red and white come 2022? And we'll do a live-ish three-round mock draft for Mock Draft Monday. Jam-packed today, as it always is. Bo, a, t- a player to re-sign who was on the Cardinals roster last season that you think is the most paramount yeah. of all the unrestricted free agents.
1: It's got to be Zach Ertz. Uh, I think that that guy, as far as the red zone goes and what he was able to do as far as take the Arizona Cardinals into modern-day NFL offenses by utilizing the tight end, that's Zach Ertz. And you saw that the teams made an are emphasized keeping tight ends if they had them on the roster, tagging guys, Dalton Schultz, even David Njoku, who did not have a a great season statistically and has had a tough time staying on the field for the Cleveland Browns, and they're paying Austin Hooper a lot of money, how they – Value the tight end position, and they should. I mean, just look at how the tight end position's been uh, very, you know, prevalent in the Super Bowls each and every season. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, if they want to keep up with the Joneses, they have to have a playmaking tight end, and they've got a guy in Zach Ertz. And I think if you can just make the money right for a guy at this stage in his career, he's got, he's in his wife's hometown, essentially. Ju- you know, Julie Ertz is from Mesa happy wife, happy life. It's just like all the things are, are there for the Arizona Cardinals to cash in and maybe even get a hometown discount for Zach Kurtz. I think you keep him in the building. And and, and that's a tough one over a guy like James Conner who had 18 touchdowns last season.
0: Yeah, you know, I think it's James Conner. Um, it's going to be a little bit more of a risk because he's going to be offered a lot of money on the on the open market as well. I understand that Zach Kurtz's floor is probably a little bit higher. What he does for the locker room is probably equal to what James Conner adds. Um, What James Conner did last year with Kyler Murray was special. You know, he was the most important offensive player, skill position player at least, not named Kyler Murray. And 18 touchdowns is not like, you know, 12, 600 yards. Ooh, you know what? Had a lot of goal line stands. He was the offense for a large portion of the year, especially when DeAndre Hopkins went down. So when you have a guy that isn't 30 yet, you know, he's hitting that weird David Johnson age where it's like, you know what? He could play or he could be Adrian Peterson. You don't right. know. You don't know what he's going to be. Like there's it's not a foregone conclusion one way or the other. Zach Ertz has had injury concerns in the past as well. So it's not like Zach Ertz has played every game that you know that he's that he's suited up uh in the NFL since he came into the league. I I get it. I get that Zach Ertz I understand. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not the wrong call. I just think that James Conner and that's not to say that he needs to be the lead back. I right. think bringing him back is a compliment to whoever they draft or whoever else they sign this off season that moving forward is will be a strength for the Arizona Cardinals, where now it's a huge question mark because we don't know who's going to be suiting up in the, in the running back room, not named Jonathan Ward and Eno Benjamin come 2022. Right,
1: and I think I think we're taking into uh, consideration a bunch of different variables because I think some of us even would have considered Chandler Jones on the other side of the ball, but you have to consider what the contract's going to look like, what the age is going to look like. You know, James Conner at 26. Also something you have to take in consideration, especially with the two guys on the offensive side of the football. What scares me is, If the Arizona Cardinals do not sign these guys, could a couple of their division foes be in the running? Like Does James Conner want to go play with his boy Aaron Donald and be the goal line back for the Los Angeles Rams while Cam Akers carries the load in between the 20s? That's pretty terrifying. You know, what uh, Kyle Shanahan could do with Debo Samuel and James Conner in the backfield with Elijah Mitchell. Or, you know, you know Seattle likes to tote the football and run the and establish the run. Like, that's pretty scary for James Conner to be on any of those three teams. Same thing for Zach Ertz. Maybe less so with Seattle because you don't know what the quarterback situation looks like as of right now. But uh, it, it's, it's a tough decision, but I think that it's probably – are we, are we leaving anybody else out? I mean, I, I know you'd love to see Chase Edmonds come back. I think Chris, Christian Kirk, the, the word is that he's going to get above-market deal. I think that prices the Arizona Cardinals out cap-wise. And then you've got, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say Robert Alford. I'd love to see him come back. I think he he was kind of an unsung hero for this team last year. But, you know, really looking at it, it it's it's three guys. And I, I believe that Ertz is, is the big key. But you take James Conner out of that red zone, too. Having a weapon like Ertz, it might not even matter. So it's going to be an interesting to see how Steve Kime navigates this. Well,
0: yeah, Maybe he brings it, back both. Yeah, and we need to discuss Chandler Jones also. I mean, it's he went on a podcast, I think, on Friday, either yeah. Thursday or Friday, and was like, when I played for the Cardinals. It's like, oh, right. okay. So he's going to get a Calais deal. He's going to get three for 30 somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then Steve Kime's going to kick himself right in the keister because he's realizing now probably and who knows maybe not maybe not but i feel like that the bridge has been burned unless they, they want to well they, and obviously they can't franchise tag him anymore so like yeah. that that bridge is burned and that is going to hurt because yeah. i think that was malpractice by the arizona cardinals not figuring that out better so they didn't patrick peterson was easy his mm-hmm. play fell off chandler jones is a different guy you know he, he's wh- when the numbers go down that could be scheme from the offensive line and the blocking scheme from the opposing offense You know, just because he didn't put up numbers for a large chunk of the season doesn't mean he didn't have an impact. And now there's a huge hole with the pass rush for this organization. And there's no backup here. Like, it was Chandler Jones, and now they have to fill that void.
1: Yeah, it's, it's uh, Marcus Golden and Devon Kennard, and those are, you know, Golden's been great in, in Golden, but he needs, I mean, look at what the NFL teams are doing now. I mean, what L.A. just put together as far as their pass rush is terrifying with Bosa and, and Khalil Mack, Arizona Cardinals, they can't rival that right now, especially if they let Chandler Jones walk. But it was also interesting to hear Chandler Jones kind of talk like he wasn't utilized correctly. And It's like how, I mean... Yeah. 19 and a half sacks. Like you were a guy that was getting the ball on the turf from opposing quarterbacks all the time. Like, I I don't know how they could have utilized you any better. Like you were in the discussion for, you know, the most sacks since coming to the desert. Like, I I know you feel, uh, wrong that they didn't give you the the big multi year mega money guaranteed dollar extension, but you know, I think they utilized it pretty well the last couple of seasons.
0: Yeah. Um, but you know he was out for the year, obviously two years ago. Like I just, these are things that the Cardinals are not good at. They're just, they're just, they're not good at maneuvering around a situation like this, where I feel like a, a resolution could have been made, instead of letting him play out last year. You could have extended him, before last season started, so you wouldn't have to deal with this. And it's it, it's it's unfortunate because you know. Unlike with Calais Campbell, people thought that Calais Campbell was done, and he he sat he led the Saxonville Charge in Jacksonville, right? And then he's been very—I mean, serviceable is a is a, an understatement for what he's done in Baltimore. So Chandler Jones is going to go somewhere. He's going to have ten sacks next year, and the Cardinals are going to be like, "Well, we tried." If, yeah. if history is any is any indication of the future, as it most always is, it's it's a pretty
1: deep. Pass rush group, though, in free agency. And, and as far as what number salary wise Chandler Jones is c- going to command, I think that the Arizona Cardinals can find a comp, maybe younger. Uh, that they can get in, you know, just as much production. And that might be a slap to the face to Chandler Jones. But, like, I think you know, you just have to prepare for the future. The one thing that's interesting, though, you brought up as far as this is how the Cardinals kind of do business. It's like there's a couple different schools of thought. Like, one is you sign the guys to extensions and you take care of them. And they did do that earlier, you know, during mm-hmm. his, his tenure. But either do that and they didn't. Uh, they're letting these contracts play out. They're, they're not like being proactive in cutting bait like kind of like the New England Patriots would do and just try to get anything in exchange for them no matter what the draft pick might be. They did that with Stefan Gilmore last year. It's like they're not in the, like either of those realms of schools thought I and mean, it's just kind of interesting that they're just letting these veterans just play out their careers and then kind of walk. It's just it's not one of the ones that you kind of figure is is good for the team. I mean it's good for the team that season, but beyond, you're kind of just S.O.L.
0: Alex lanty Rock Locked on Cardinals, brought to you by S.O.L., Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> um, coming up next, you know, there's the other side to this, something Steve Kime is better at than a lot of things, I guess. Um, bringing in free agents from teams that were not named the Cardinals the previous season, what is the number one guy that you would like to see be wearing Arizona Cardinals uniform next year? Bo's going to give his, I'll give mine next. Uh Bilt Bar, that's something that you know we don't really have to debate about. Uh Bilt Bar is the best. Okay. I know the New Year's resolution thing is kind of worn off. Uh, mine's definitely worn off. For those that want to kind of stick to it, Bilt Bar is a perfect addition to your daily intake. Have you tried? I mean, the puffs are insane. The puffs are what are they marshmallow, protein-infused marshmallows? They've got 14 or 15 grams of protein. Uh, They're not just a protein bar, they're like a treat, but they're also kind of good for you and they're covered with 100% real chocolate. Um, They're a fan favorite, you know, cinnamon, churro, coconut, marshmallow, banana cream pie, so good. They're going to be your new favorite immediately. Again, all Bill Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, 100% real chocolate, low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these, they're better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from 200 to 300 calories. Bill Bar, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein and there's a million flavors mint brownie coconut coconut almond new white chocolate cookies and cream had it it's ridiculous go to built.com use promo code lock 15 get 15 percent off your order use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built.com follow him at bob Brack. follow me at clancy's corner please subscribe to the youtube channel 2100 subscribers and going strong uh it's pretty awesome um people that are continuing to follow us we Truly, truly appreciate it. Only bigger and better things. Uh, so we talked about a player that you'd like to see the Cardinals retain, who's now an unrestricted free agent. I'm going to let you go first. Mm-hmm. Where's, who's your the apple of your eye, uh, unrestricted free agent coming from a different squad that's going to be open for free agency come a couple hours from now?
1: I think it's got to be Stephon Gilmore. I think Stefan Gilmore and I'm not I'm, I'm I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to be priced out of JC Jackson. He's going to command a ton of money on the open market and there's going to be teams that have the ability to sign a guy like that. And maybe the Arizona Cardinals they might be dodging a bullet there. I think that you can get a guy like Stefan Gilmore in on a one-year deal, kind of like a one or two-year deal, kind of like uh JJ Watt last off season and get him in the fold and immediately bolster your defensive secondary, because guys like Byron Murphy, guys like uh, Marco Wilson, like it takes their games up a notch when you have a player like Stephon Gilmore. I know he's not the same guy that he was two, three seasons ago, but he can still play at a high level. He can play, still play on the outside. He's a disciplined type corner, and I think that he would be great fit for the Arizona Cardinals. And that's a position that I think the Arizona Cardinals need to prioritize. But regardless, I think Steve Kim's going to make a splash. And you got to hope it's what we just talked about off the edge, you know, revamping the pass rush, or it's going to be in the cornerback room or wide receiver. Like, I don't know why, like, is are they gonna make a play for a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster. Would would that be a great fit for the Arizona Cardinals? I don't know, but I got to imagine for four straight C's seas season they're going to make a big splash.
0: And I think it's going to be on the offensive line in the name of Brandon Scherf. Um, so the left side of the offensive line, has been good, not great, because the guard play hasn't been great. Justin Pugh, consummate pro, took a pay cut to stay with the Cardinals. You know that he gave everything he had, and he's not as good as Brandon Scherf. Brandon Scherf got franchise tag last year, made over 18 mil. He's got paid a lot of money already.
1: Mm -hmm. So if you
0: could find him, two-year, 25, 18, guaranteed, something like that, for a guy that can be next to Marcus uh, um, Rodney Hudson, next to DJ Humphreys, and you shore up that left side of the offensive line, you can draft a a right guard in the draft or bring in one on the cheap to go along with Kelvin Beachum on the right side. Then you're cooking with gas with an offensive line. And I know that they need corner help. I know they need edge rusher help. But if you can't protect Kyler Murray, none of this works. And I think that if Brandon Scherf is up for the taking, that's a guy that you need to definitely look at. I mean, you look at San Francisco. They built their lines. Mm -hmm. Offensive, defensive. That team wasn't as good as you know, as their finish was this year, but they protected uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. They ran the ball well, and they had a good offensive or defensive line and pass rush. Mm. That's it, you know? Especially when
1: the number one, like enemy number one, Aaron Donald, all his pressure comes from the interior of that that defensive into the offensive line. And and really what the air raid just kryptonite is, is, is pressure up the gut. And when you have a, a guy like Scherf, when he can stay healthy, and that's been a big problem for him coming out of Iowa and Washington, uh, I mean, when he's when he's healthy, he's Pro Bowl caliber each year in and year out. And he would it's risky because of that. But at the same token, like the Arizona Cardinals, if you look at their if they add him next to Rodney Hudson, you have DJ Humphries and you have Kelvin Beecham and then you figure out the other guard position. I mean, that's a pretty solid group with continuity for the last couple seasons that Kyler Murray's familiar with. They're familiar with him when he scrambles and, and when he's going to get out of the pocket and run.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think that that adds another strength. Like what the Cardinals need to do is find strengths with, strengths with depth. Okay, They've got offensive linemen that if if they were to bring in Brandon Scherf, if he were to miss a couple of games, they'd have guys that now have skin in the game a little bit. They played yeah. last year when there were injuries on the offensive line. I'm sure they'll draft somebody in the seventh round like Steve Kime always does. Um,
1: I just sees feel the like,
0: roster. Yeah, well, yeah, it was Michael Manette last year. Like I I, I wonder – that would lend me to remove my sanction on a first-round wide receiver draft pick. Because if that's where you want to go, you need to take, adva- take care of the offensive line and the wide receiver room I don't care when it is, like, you know, you'd much rather sign a 30-year-old or 31-year-old offensive lineman who's not going to garner, like Trent Williams got all the money. They gave mm-hmm. him all the money. That's not right. normal all the time. Nate Solder was a cautionary tale. I know they play different positions. When he went to New York, they gave him a whole boatload of money from New England, and he's never really lived up to it, okay? Yeah. Brandon Scherf was in a perfect spot. He just got 18 mil guaranteed, okay? You look at Kyler Murray. It's sometimes easier... To block for a guy that's not in the pocket as much. You know, well, it's just like, yeah. I mean, it's, and if you, you would, look at it, we'll do a It would be very
1: reminiscent thing. of Mike Potty. It, it would. Yeah. Like, you would turn back the clock, and that was, you know, our years. Steve Kime's most, yeah. you know, successful years. And it's like, he was this bulldozing, just mammoth of a man, perennial pro bowler, guy that you could rely upon, and you put him at the guard position, got a decent tackle, and you've got Rodney Hudson. And it's just like, those were, I mean, you look at those three seasons for the Arizona Cardinals, they, those were when, you know, they had they double-digit wins, and it was because they probably had their most consistent offensive line play since they moved to the desert.
0: Yeah, and that's, and that was the last time they were winning every year. It's interesting yep. how that happens. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we're, we're talking about a different team, and yes, cornerback, I get it. Stephon Gilmore, like, it makes sense now because instead of trading for him last year, now he showed, yeah, he you know, He's a solid player still, but you know he's still got juice left in the tank. And I just – they have so many holes, and they can't fill it in one offseason or one draft unless they hit Yahtzee on everything. But what's interesting,
1: too, and I was talking about this the other day, I think that when you look at this roster, though, a team that won 11 games, and sure there are a lot of guys exiting in the running back room, the cupboard is bare right now. But quarterback, you've got uh, DeAndre Hopkins at the wide receiver position. You've got – uh, for the most part, an intact offensive line that wasn't horrible. I mean, their performance you know, in the wildcard game was atrocious, but it's a team, a, a, a unit that you could potentially bounce back. And you look at, you know, Marcus Golden is a guy on the pass rush you can rely on, the linebackers, I think Isaiah Simmons, you can say he's an NFL caliber linebacker, the cornerback room, you have at least Byron Murphy, and then of course the safeties on the back end. Like you have players, it feels like in every position group, that if you add any t- caliber of talent or any, any good talent to any position group, like you'll be like, okay, now they've got something. It, it's not completely like, wow, they, like they, ha- they are completely just you know, have, uh, they have a ton of spots where they are just they're, they're, they're going to struggle next season. They could immediately get right back to at least the status quo from last year and then in, add some and improve, hopefully on that 11 win, win total.
0: Follow him at Bob Rock. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. It's mock draft time. Uh, we're going to kind of do it live a little bit without sharing our screen. So it's going to be a little clunky, but it's going to be fun because who cares? Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked On Cardinals. We'll be back with that momentarily to give you our thoughts of who the Cardinals should draft, in our opinion, for the first three rounds, uh, doing a mock draft live in the final segment of mock draft Monday. Bet online. They got your cover. It's that time of year college basketball's tournament finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contents, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. is your continued source for all your sporting sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Mock draft Monday. It's time. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you to everybody who subscribes everywhere. We truly appreciate it. Wouldn't be able to do any of this without you. We're probably going to be going live. I would assume at some point later today. If any, mm-hmm. if any big news breaks for the Arizona Cardinals, so we're just posting this because we post five a day. Any for any more? Or five a week. Any more bonus content you'll get live from Bobrock and myself per usual. Mock draft Monday. Bo and I both have our three uh, three round mock draft queued up to who the Cardinals should take with the with the players allotted. Thank you to the Draft Network for their mock draft simulator. Bo, who's available for you at twenty three, and why are you going to take Drake London?
1: All right, <laughs> Damn you. Uh So I don't know if you, I've got it checked off the box selected for show drafted, and uh, just before the Arizona Cardinals picked, there's a. Uh, Tyler Lindenbaum, the interior offensive lineman from Iowa. Uh, He went 20th overall. Um, You had Devontae Wyatt from Georgia. He's off the board. And the Arizona Cardinals have a couple interesting guys available for them at 23. Zion Johnson, who seems to be your boy. Uh, You have, uh, you know, there's Kenny Pickett at the quarterback position. The Arizona Cardinals obviously not in the... In, in the mode to get a to quarterback. already. All right. Drake London, USC 6'4, <laughs> athletic freak. Put him on the Arizona Cardinals and pimp out that wide receiver core uh, and then go pick up somebody in free agency in, in the slot position, like your guy, Jamison Crowder, or Drake maybe like a Braxton Berrios, or go on in the trade market and a, you get a Cole Beasley. Just trade like a seventh round pick or sixth round pick for Cole Beasley. Don't waste a pick, light one on fire like you do every season.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, <laughs> Zion Johnson's my pick. Drake London's there. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't know what they're like. This is all predicated upon them not signing a big name offensive lineman or an offensive lineman that, that's a plug and play guy. I just don't think it's going to happen. Even though I think Brandon Scherf would be a home run. See our last segment, but mm-hmm. I think Zion Johnson with his with his flexibility, his his mauler, like the dude's the dude's an absolute beast, and he's young. And he can learn alongside Rodney Hudson, even though they play, you know, different positions. He's gonna be lockstep with the spine of this offensive line for the next handful of years. And I think that's the best thing a young offensive guard can can learn from, the best situation they can be in. So Zion Johnson's my boy, even though Drake London was there. My God.
1: I'm looking at my second round pick is is easy. And this is I hate this because the draft network is is usually very realistic, but I mean, I can't not select this guy with the 56th overall or with the 55th overall pick. I just can't. Roger McCreary from the corner from Auburn yeah. is still on the board. Give him to me. Gimme, gimme right now. Because, you know, I don't know if you even have to pick up Stefan Gilmore, even though I like veteran free agents more so than I like draft picks, young guys coming in and playing the corner position right away.
0: Yeah. I know you love your, your, elite athletes at the cornerback position. I know you've fawned over Marco Wilson ever since they've <laughs> drafted him. Um, I'll take just – because Roger McCurry is available on my board too. I'll take him there too. I, I, I'm passing on Isaiah Spiller and a couple other running backs. Even though Isaiah Spiller had a you know splash at Texas A&M. Um, he was in every – like he was their offense for, for a lot of the year. So I'm still going to take – uh, Mr. McCreary and, and go lockstep with you there. Cause I think if they can go offensive lineman or wide receiver, if they sign an offensive lineman in, in free agency, if you can go at high impact first and second round guys, mm-hmm. I mean, it turns everything around immediately. Not only do you have them for this year, you have them for four years. you got control. It's it, it, inexpensive employment. It's a home run.
1: Absolutely. Uh, looking at Brees Hall, who some people have as the top running back, on, on, as far as the position goes in this year's draft, out of Iowa State, kind of a versatile back guy, I really like uh Kyrene Williams. He's he's a little bit further down out of Notre Dame. I like him because he's a three down back. We we both have had him in a couple of our mock drafts before, and then James Cook, who's the brother of, of Dalvin Cook, who's actually had better numbers in his combine performance. He played at Georgia, uh, the running back there. So, a couple of different. Interesting options at the running back position, but I'll go with the best player available, Brees Hall out of Iowa State, put him on the Cardinals roster, couple him with James Conner potentially coming back on a free agent deal. And you got some young, fresh legs there. Plus you got the big outside playmaker and Drake, uh, Drake London to compliment DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, I just fixed the Arizona Cardinals with Roger McCreary in, in the cornerback room. I mean, give me the GM of the year award right now.
0: I mean, it's not difficult to to supplant what we've got dealing with here. Yeah, uh, Brie Hall's here for me too. There's a slew of tight ends, which is interesting. So if Ertz does walk, you may be thinking about a tight end here because drafting tight ends in the top couple rounds of the last handful of seasons has seemed to bear fruits. I mean, I know that TJ Hawkinson drafted above his boy Noah Fant. Noah Fant hasn't had the quarterback play that TJ Hawkinson has. Matt Stafford, say what you wish. I mean, you'd rather have him than whatever um, – you know, inferior quarterbacks to Matt Stafford the Broncos have had. And now, obviously, Noah fan is a Seattle Seahawk. I'm going here with, though, Um, if I see Georgia and I see linebacker, I'm drafting. Quay Walker uh, from Georgia, he does play Will Linebacker, but here's the thing. We don't know what the positions are going to be for Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons come 2022. We don't know if they're going to play outside. We don't know if they're, you're going to keep them inside. We don't know if they're going to bring in Bobby Wagner. We don't know what they're going to do. Okay. So if you, the, you'll know a little bit more as the draft comes up, you know, in six weeks from now or, or however long it is, a month from now. And I feel like linebacker help, especially in the third round, if you can get some value from the linebacker room, you check a box to where it's not a first round guy. Okay. But it's a guy that can provide depth or could potentially supplant either Isaiah Simmons or. Um, or Zayvon Collins with the position they play now if he's just better. So I think a linebacker from Georgia, even though their front, their front last year, their front, their their three, four front was just, I mean, it's world beaters, absolute Mm -hmm. world beaters. So you don't really know if it's going to be that effect that that causes these guys to get drafted higher than maybe they should. But I think that's my pick at whatever number overall that was. 87 for the Cardinals. Yep. 87. So there you go. I think Drake London, it's a Drake London draft for Bo, um, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's kind of been his darling since, you know, I don't think any of the, the two um, of, you know, how I I mean, Chris Olave could be there, probably won't be right. um, Garrett Wilson could be there. Definitely won't be. Um, and you have the two, like John Mechie's not a first round guy, right? At least, at least right now uh, that could be like, if that's a Steve Kim special in the second round, these receivers always go higher than like John Mechie will probably go at the end of the first round. Cause what we've seen from Devontae, uh um Devontae Smith, even though he had tough quarterback help last year, um Alabama wide receivers just ball out.
1: Right. They ball and out. Traylon Burks is a guy who had an awful combine that was high on a lot of people's boards and, and his stock is falling out of Arkansas. But a big wide receiver, his measurables actually match up with some big time receivers in the game right now. Uh like I, th- I believe A.J. Brown had a pretty similar combine as, as Traylon Burks. So if he's a guy that falls into the second round, that'd be intriguing for for Steve Kime. But the good thing about all these guys that we're talking about, over six feet tall, even guys like Chris Olive, uh, right at the six feet line, I, I think, he, look, just look at the top 10 receiving yards each and every year, outside of Tyreek Hill, you know, even a guy like Cooper Cup, who's not the biggest receiver, still over six feet tall, you know, athletic, you have to have a little bit of size in the NFL enough of these undersized guys.
0: I hope they pick right. You know,
1: it's free agency though. That's what that's got to come first. So So we'll see what they do. And that, that will kind of give us a direction to go, you know, further down the line here with our mock drafts.
0: Yeah. And and the one good thing, and I'll I'll leave with this before we head out, you know, we may, again, we may be doing a live again um, uh, later today. The fact that DeAndre Hopkins already said that he restructured, that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, like, and he did... I i, I don't know if Steve kind of went up and asked or if he offered that information up front, but DeAndre Hopkins knows. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows. And and there's no agent here. I mean, he's his own right, agent. Right, you know? right, exactly. So it, it's... There are ways to maneuver around the salary cap. I've got a lot of people commenting like, well, with what money? Right. People get scared
1: off. It's... Stop
0: it. Yep. Stop it. You know, like, look... New Orleans was 50 million over the salary cap, 60 million before 2021. They got under before the season started. The Cardinals mm-hmm. are at the salary cap.
1: They're at well, look, it. Yeah. They're at it. Look what the Packers are doing. I mean, yeah. they were so in salary cap prison, and then they restructured with Aaron Rodgers, they're still able to tag uh Devontae Adams, and then they're still gonna plan on being aggressive in free agency. I mean, and, and they still need to figure things out. The Arizona Cardinals are in, they they've got you know, surplus right now of money. They've got 12 and a half million cash Mm -hmm. as we record this. And I guarantee restructures are coming and work releases and and they'll have plenty of cash to spend.
0: Alex, Nancy, Bobrock, Locked on Cardinals. If we don't talk to you later today, we'll talk to you tomorrow.